tuned to where they can be perfect all day before your show. You're prepared. You're doing everything. It's perfect. All, as soon as the show has to start, it's money to hit you. That's it. A bunch of, a bunch of bullshit. A bunch of bullshit. Facts. Facts. But how's it going, everybody? We have a special guest tonight, and we are going to be doing an interview with Alex Edwards, Friday the 13th. Nine Live. Yeah. Director, right. writer, if you want to call it that. And acted in And acted, yeah. A bit of everything. Sort of started. And, and did the commentary, which the commentary and the movie, as well as IMDb, are all in the description, so if you guys want to go check that out if you haven't seen it. No matter how we felt about it, if you listen to the episode, you know. You should still check it out. It's an independent fan film. And I would say watch the regular version first, then watch the commentary. And you'll understand a lot of reasons why they did the things they did. Which one thing that was interesting to me and awesome at the same time is you and your wife going out there for like a romantic thing. And she's like, have, I forgot the gentleman's name, but have so-and-so come and wear the Jason suit. Have Steve come and wear the Jason suit. Yeah. This is awesome. Yeah, me and Steve uh, were big uh, horror guys, like, growing up. Like, we fed off each other. Um, it was, like, a pretty a pretty important thing in our lives uh, when we were young. I think I watched Jason movies at his house for the for the majority of my life um, mm-hmm. in the 80s and 90s. And then um, then we, we got together, and then, like, around 2000, when we got a little older, we were, like, 20 years old. We um, took a VHS camera and we shot like this hokey Michael Myers movie called The Ghost of Michael Myers. It's on the same channel as the Nine Lives movie. And that was just a 10 minute goof. There's, you know, it's again, not to be taken seriously. We're just we just wanted to film something, you know, Um, just wanted to do something uh, and then try to make it look pretty cool and editing and whatever. So uh, we did that. And then like me and him kind of like got together and split apart and reconnected a couple times. And we uh, got together right around in 2020, I think, like um, I'd say January. And um, then we hung out a little bit in that summer. And that's when my wife asked him to dress up as Jason. So, yeah. See, that's, that's so awesome. That's so awesome. That's how it just basically on a whim. Hey, let's just do a movie. <laughs> you learn all this through the commentary. So then it, it gives it gives the movie, I guess you could shoot the movie some bail because of that. It wasn't like a planned thing because they were basically like writing the script on the run as they're doing shit. And so it's like, let's just, we decided to do it. Might as well do it. And it was supposed to only be like 10 minutes and then they ended up doing a full length oh, feature. One hour, yeah. Um, <clears throat> yeah, uh, that, that happened because uh, like once you, um, like we had no time um, frame, like what we were going to make it. So, like once we did those kills in Blairstown that were supposed to be just the jading, uh, Jason sightings that we were supposed to film and, and post on our uh, podcast group. Um, once they did the cemetery scene, like they said, well, let's say that Jody's brother was killed. And I was like, well, why would we do that? I mean, what would that matter to post on Facebook? And they were like, well, I don't know. Let's do like what we did with that Michael Myers movie. Let's make like a 10 minute movie. And I was like, yeah, all right. Okay. So then we just cooked that story up. And then when you go home and everyone's coming the next day to do something, I'm like, well, I guess let's write an explanation for the two kids that were killed in the tunnel. Uh, let's write an explanation for 
the Jody brother thing. Let's and then you just keep on making excuses. And uh, basically, this is what it was. Well, well, we did this, so let's explain that. Well, we did that, and we're gonna go here, so let's write something for this scene. Like, um, they knew an abandoned camp, so it's like, well, let's do something there. And I'm like, well, what are we gonna do there? And then they're like, I don't know, just see Jason, I guess. And I was like, well, I don't know if that'll work. How about we just like see like where he hangs out, and then he sees us, but we don't see him. Um, because we knew we couldn't film the whole movie in the camp. It was just like a one day thing. Yeah. So that's when I just decided to bring this, um, this whole like, uh, Jason mom part two head shrine thing with us, uh, or some of it and, uh, just shoot that and, uh, put it in there and then we'll have Steve come around and act mm -hmm. like, he, you know, <laughs> saw us there. So it was really that kind of thing. So it's funny that like, and I, I understand like why you guys had those ratings and why people feel that way. If they do, it's because I think that the movie is really just a victim of like, what's going on now with, with fan films, like how there's not been a movie for like 13 years or whatever. So people are just fed up with it and they're just making their own. So I honestly, you won't even believe that, but I wasn't really even thinking of that when, when we shot this, like I wasn't thinking of, uh, never hike alone or, mm. or the, the vengeance or anything like that. Uh, I wasn't thinking of any of that stuff. It was just, let's do our thing. And then I knew I had a podcast audience that would at least watch it. Like, I really didn't think that movie would get more than like, um, 300 views, honestly. So that's a misconception if like people thought I was like joining, like throwing my hat in the ring, you know, to, to join all these like fan yeah. films or something, you know? Yeah. But, but, um, seeing the movie first, you know, blind, not, not knowing anything about it on the show and then seeing the commentary version of it, put everything into context of, of my initial reactions and, and maybe ours as a total, our initial reactions, uh, having you explain that this wasn't meant to be a full thing, a full fledged movie that it wasn't meant to, you weren't taking anything serious. I think listen to that commentary, put things back into perspective for my opinion of, of, of your film. I agree which, with you. There. Which, 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 which definitely makes it positive. And I encourage anyone to, to watch the commentary version to clear things up after you watch the original. Exactly. Watch the original first to get your, to get your opinion on it, I tell you to get your like honest opinion on it, and then watch the commentary, and it'll fill a lot of gaps. And then it's basically friends that got together, literally just friends that got together. They're getting ready to do one thing, and then yo, let's just do a movie. Okay, let's do it. Let's just write. Let, listen, and so let's not make up any excuses of why we can't get this movie done. Let's just we're gonna write some shit out now, and we're gonna act it out. We're gonna just write and act, write and act, and I respect right. that. Yeah, I remember one thing you guys said. You're like, these guys aren't living their characters at all. No one's acting like anything here. And it's funny because, because like I even said in the commentary, like honestly, like these people showed up, and I was like, well, look, you're gonna say this, <laughs> and I mean, I think that's exactly how it comes off, of course. But <laughs> the, the thing about it though was like, if I just happened to be around, you're like, hey, you want to be in a movie and read these lines? Fuck yeah! <laughs> like, and it's Friday the Thirteenth. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. You know, like if you saw like um, our deleted scene or, or the outtake or whatever of when Jason kills the guy on the deck and then throws him overboard. Um, number one, that's a dummy and it couldn't be more obvious. So it's obviously a joke. Um, but you, uh, I was going to ask, do you guys have the outtakes? Are they 
Yeah, I, I got it somewhere. I think I posted it on our group. I could find it for you and tag you in it. Um, so Jason really, uh, the other take was that he took him and threw him like 40 feet across the yard. And like we were thinking of using that and everybody was dying, cracking up in the background of, of that. Like everybody was way into it. So it was totally a goof. Um, it, it, and it was supposed to be like tongue in cheek humor. It was never supposed to be like some serious thing. So, um, yeah, but I do agree. Like, I guess. The one regret, I guess, I, I do agree with you guys, is that I should have probably covered his tattoo on his hand. I, I don't know. Um, I know I did it in the one scene, like, where he, he homages Vicky's kill from part two, and you just see his hand holding the knife mm -hmm. going towards my wife and stuff. Like, there we did it. And, I, like, I'm – I don't know. I I just didn't care or think but, about but again, it. It's, it's different because it wasn't like it was a planned out thing. Like, listen, we're going to go to Blairstown. We're going to shoot a, let's shoot a film. Hmm. Let's go. Let's shoot for 15 minutes. If anything more happens, more happens, whatever the case may be. But let's do it like that. Yeah. And, and I, like our thrill was just to get those, those uh, Blairstown shots. Like that we, like I had my wife hold that camera almost to the micron exactly how they framed it in the, in the first movie. And we were just happy to get that. And, you know, at that point, and then, like, you were joking about, like, uh, how could you not see, like, a six-foot-four guy in a hockey mask standing outside of a Blairtown <laughs> diner? Like, like that, again, was supposed to be total goof. Like, that was just, okay, let's just film um, these people eating in Jason's. And, again, that was a Jason sighting. It wasn't supposed to be seriously. But since I wasn't taking the movie seriously, I still put it in there. Like, I had no problem putting that in there. Uh, I was totally okay with that. Um and you mentioned, like, why would he stand up on that weird deer stand in, in the camp? Like, when we saw that, we are like, wow. <laughs> hey, can you go up there? <laughs> like, like again, like, it's funny because, like you said, if it's out of context, you're thinking, like, what the hell are you thinking? And we're thinking, like, hey, how about you do this? How about you do that? This is different. And that's all we thought about. You know what I mean? Again, it, it, if people don't know who are, like, listening, um, no budget at all. There, there was – I think I spent like probably like $27 on the movie and then just the, the MacBook to edit it was the only money put into it, honestly. Um, nothing else. It was done on a cell phone. Uh, this phone here, I mean, nothing. I just set it on 4K and I figured that's going to be good enough. <laughs> so nice. it's all context, honestly. Yeah, definitely. No, it's, it's, I mean, it's dope you guys created it and all that. And again, like listen to the commentary and even listen to what you're saying now. It does change it, change it some. Just because you guys were just doing it. Again, yeah. just doing it out on a whim, literally. Like, hey, I guess yeah, we're we doing get, it more. Yeah, we get, to, we get to see things from your mind as you're explaining the commentary over the movie. So now all the things that we, we questioned initially, like I said, are answered and we understand it better now. And uh, you're editing, by the way. When when you're when Steve is playing both characters and you have to edit that, I mean, that, that's, that's crazy skills. Like, I... I that MacBook definitely paid off because you're you're the way you created those effects and the way you edited that those sh those shots when he had to be in both scenes at the same same time was crazy. I, yeah, awesome. that, that was the that was a big challenge. I know for sure. Um, yeah, we had to really like think it through. Like, well, what would what are the two you gonna do here? And you just had to. I didn't write it down or nothing. I just thought of it and and then. Uh, you really got to just envision it because, again, you don't have time. That, that's that's the real problem. Like, think about, like, when you do a real budget movie, like, like uh, uh, what's it called? Uh, 
Peter Anthony and stuff like that. These yeah. guys are getting fifty thousand dollars. They're getting real crews, real actors, people who who will actually stay here and show up tomorrow and things like that. When you have like friends who live two hours away, you know that they're not going to keep driving up here like a, a million times, and they're not going to stay here for too long of extended periods of time. So you kind of that's the weird thing about the movie. I felt like. Um, like when you watch the Nightmare on Elm Street documentary and all they talk about is how they're rushing everything and everything's a rush. It just, everything sounds like rush, 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 rush. And that's really what I kind of more or less felt like. I didn't have time to think of things or frame shots perfectly or or plan anything perfectly. It was really like, well, let's do this. Okay, why don't you just come down here and do this and do that? Like, that's all it is. Like, I wish, and a lot of people ask me like, who, who get it, who get that it's just whatever. But they still said, you know what, though? I still like it, though. Why don't you do, like, a sequel? And I said, I would only do another one if I could actually write it from beginning to end and have a point to it and a plot to it and have, like, no offense, guys, but, like, real actors and stuff like that and mm -hmm. maybe a real special effects guy and, and locations and money and sound and an editor, you know, things like that, like, if I could have real things at my disposal, I would attempt doing something like that again. But um, from here, I would just do like maybe the 10 minute things I, I envisioned the first time. I would just do more of that because that's easy, you know. That'd be interesting. I would like to see that. Now, the funny thing is I was just about to ask you that question if you would do another one. You just answered the question right there. Yeah, only <laughs> under those circumstances. I, I to do what like this, Yeah, to do this again um, – I don't know. It's just one of those like moments in your life that everything worked out and you had the right friends at the right time and they were willing to do it. Like, I don't, I don't know at my age, I don't know if I could really get people to keep doing things like that. So probably not, you know, it would have to be like a, a paid thing, but then I wouldn't want that pressure of like actually having to do a real movie. Now, again, it would have to be like, I would let, let's just like, I'm friends with, with Peter. So I, I would, if he asked me to join his team or do something like that, I would do that. Because yeah. I know that he already knows how to get everybody working and he knows mm -hmm. how to orchestrate it. Like, I would do that. I would um, help direct or, or write or produce or whatever you want to say. Um, but to, like, take everyone's money and then say, okay, I'll make a great movie. Yeah, I don't think I would do something like that. Oh, okay. That's interesting. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Interesting. Maybe not yet. I don't know. <laughs> it would have to be some set of circumstances to do something like that, you know? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I just oh, sorry. Ahead. I just I just wanted to follow up with Deadpool and say for the editing as far as that goes into framing of the shots, especially since I now know it was definitely done on an iPhone 20 or whatever you said it was. Yeah, definitely great job with a bunch of those things. You know what I mean? Oh, thanks. I, I still have my gripes about all the other things that I mentioned. You know, before on the on the prior podcast or whatnot. You know, yeah. I'm gonna tongue in cheek that one and just leave it at that. Yeah. Uh, but you know, I can appreciate at least the effort, and you know what I mean. I just. I just, I just wish it, it would have had a little bit more of the intent behind it to deliver it as a, as a full fledged project type deal. But knowing that you were just like, fuck, uh, this was kind of supposed to be a quick short. And then it just kind of kept snowballing from there. But now it helps its cause even, a little bit. But even before that, though, it wasn't even that. It was just supposed to be going to do photo shoots with his wife. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then she requested to have their friend dress up as Jason. And then it was supposed to be a short and then a movie. Yeah, and then that's when he said, hey, why don't we have, like, me kill you guys in the same exact framings of, of the real movie since we're going to be in that location? And I was like, yeah, that'd be cool. And that's when we did the two kids under the tunnel. Mm -hmm. 
That's when we did the diner. That's when, oh, oh, duh, yeah. Uh, Ralph's Corner, because yes. we had to go there. So we said, well, instead of Ralph being there, like any real fan would know that as you turn around that corner, he should be there. So let's have Jason there, which makes no sense again, because like, why would he be there? You know what I mean? He, <laughs> like, it makes no sense. And there's a lot of things like that that we did that we knew were making no sense, but we didn't care. Like, the, the biggest one was like, after he kills Steve in, in the woods, uh, Alyssa discovers the dead body in the bedroom and Jason just comes out of the closet door. Like, <laughs> why would he do that? <laughs> you know, like, it just makes no sense. It's even, that's, that's, a, I think, I think we wanted to do that as sort of an homage to like in part four, how it made no sense that he like killed Jimbo with a corkscrew. Then he's suddenly upstairs throwing a girl out of a window and then he's downstairs taking the knife out of, where Jimbo is and then killing Ted. Like, I think we wanted like, something stupid like that in the movie, just like um, how I put myself going to the bathroom and not wiping. Cause we said that has to be an every Friday movie. <laughs> you know what I mean? So it was just stuff like that, you know? Yeah. Yeah. You guys paid homage definitely in your, in your own ways with it. I could definitely say that. And again, listen to the commentary. It, it changes things. I'm like, oh, okay, that makes sense now. I get why they did that. And then especially with the whole, just literally just, shit we're here we got a camera yeah i'm surprised you guys didn't trash the the storyline more i was actually surprised I was like oh god they're gonna say what kind of dumb story is this like who cares about this guy from five years ago what does that have to do with anything going on now like honestly the only thing that the five year ago jody brother kill thing brought up was me getting mad for 10 seconds and then i go hang out downstairs and talk about the kids in the, like it doesn't even mean anything you know what i mean it was just stuff that we're writing um mm-hmm. But, like, the one thing I'm proud of, like, if if anything, is, like, I do really like how that one part turned out where um, where Jody's talking about it and then we, like, show it as she's talking about it and, like, the chase in the woods. And, yes. and, and, then, and then when she's done telling the story from her point of view, then we show what actually happened. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then we put the funny thing with um, that arm over there. Um, and that was just on this table. So I just knew I had an arm. So I said, well, let's some, somebody's going to get their arm chopped off. So that was that, you know, and again, it's very, I don't know, out of context, it's terrible. Cause it's like, everyone's doing these serious movies now. And like, how could you treat this? Like you would have treated something in, in 2000 or 95 <laughs> with a VHS camera, mm-hmm. but that's just how we, that's what it was. You know uh, what it, you know what it is too with this movie is it fell during like a it came like after, um, I know it came after uh, what you call it Roseblood, I think right. Vengeance one and two as well. Oh no, actually it came out before Roseblood because when I reviewed Roseblood I talked about no no I mean when we were I mean as far as when we were reviewing oh you guys oh yeah, yeah we yeah. were reviewing them. not when they came out like right came out the movies come out but when we were reviewing them it, so like the review came out after certain ones. What's up, Mick? Mick. By the way, this guy would be an awesome interview on your show. Dope podcast, by the way. The scene snobs are going to go check them out. So, so the the comment you made on the commentary and you just kind of segued into about, um, wow, shit, what was it? It was uh, the different shots or shot on the phone and then, fuck, what was the statement you just made? Me? No. Our guest, Alex. Uh, Alex? Oh, oh, um, that that we we kind of treated it like people used to do in the '90s ah. with VHS camera and stuff. And I think that's part of the reason why it hit me so much as like, 
what the fuck? Because honestly, like we're so spoiled nowadays from such <laughs> great imagery that if you have that good of an imagery, because you had great fucking shots, the trees with the sun coming through, the Jason yeah. up on certain, like you definitely had certain shots and certain uh, things done with Corey, uh, the uh, film photography and like the, the the your positioning and all that shit. So I think that kind of led into a part of the letdown that I had, because again, I'm like, look at how good this looks. And then I'm expecting like all these other aspects as well to kind of follow in line so with that. In place. Yeah, 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 you know what I mean? So that's that's another reason for me that it was like, fuck, man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's like you were almost there. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, honestly, well, like, those were just us getting lucky, I guess. I don't know. Yeah. Like, it, I, listen, if you say, are you happy with how it came out? Of, of course. I mean, when you know the story of why it's even in existence, yeah, yeah, sure. I mean, I've seen worse, um, for sure. Um, and having zero experience, except for a 10-minute thing I did when I was 20 years old, um, and having, you know, like, no, nobody else had experience either um, at all. So for having zero experience and yeah. zero plot, zero ideas on the spot, yeah, I'm really happy with how it came out. Oh, hell yeah. You should you know. Be. Yeah, and and that's it. But it, again, you always have to keep it in the context. Like, yeah. Now, again, if somebody gave, let's just say for whatever reason, I was paid fifty thousand dollars to do that movie. Oh yeah, I'd be like, oh, I I, I just didn't care. I just wanted people's money, and I I just shot whatever I wanted. You know what I mean? Like that's what I would think if I did it that way. But since I got two dollars for the movie, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I'm happy with it. <laughs> it's know. funny, right? Because most people would be like, well, what the fuck did you do with the 50 grand? And, oh, yeah, and you'd fine. be like, well, what did you expect for 50 grand? You know what I mean? It's different a perspective on that. Yeah, I'd be like, these movies take 20 million to make. What are you talking <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Driving yeah. up in a brand new car. <laughs> <laughs> How much did that cost? 48,000. <laughs> yeah, what did you do with the rest? Made the movie. I bought a MacBook. <laughs> Does I the movie even it. make an appearance? Nope. Does the car make an appearance? Nope. <laughs> I didn't want it in that movie. I didn't want to be tied to this. Yeah, I didn't want it in this crappy movie. Were you kidding me? <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. That's funny. Oh, man. No, nah, but at least you can chuckle about it. At least you can embrace the feedback and at least go, listen, dude. That's fine. But just so you know, <laughs> like yeah. I pulled out my phone. People started hanging out. We were supposed to be drinking and just getting some shots for each other. And the next thing you know, we made a fucking movie. Get off my back. Hey, how about that? <laughs> again, that that see now that makes that makes sense to me because it's just like again, listen, we have I don't know how long it took you guys to shoot, but let's say we have a week. That's it. Um, I think I wrote it at the uh, the end of the movie in the credits. It says the shooting date. Um, but again, that doesn't mean every day was dedicated to this movie. Yeah. Absolutely not. Uh, it was like, um, if I had to be real about it, I'd say like four weekends. Four I weekends? I think so. Nice. And, and then I had to do a lot of filler stuff. Like, for example, like, so in editing, I'm like, oh, God, we don't have anything that explains this. Or we don't have a transition to that. We don't have this. We don't have that. So then um, I would film things um, by myself and um, around the house or whatever to fill stuff in when I couldn't get everybody together. That's why I'm in the movie so much. It's not because I like I want to be a star or anything. I I actually the point of me was to just fill in tons of gaps. And and that's why it might appear that I'm like one of the main people in the movie, but it's only because I couldn't get everybody to come back here. Yeah, so that. that's the other thing. Yeah, for sure. 
get that for sure. I was like, this guy looks so familiar to me. I'm like, where the fuck do I know him from? And I'm trying, still trying to put my finger on it, man. <laughs> I'm still trying to put my finger. I'm like, have I caught his podcast before in the past or something? Have I seen him in something else or something? It kind of looks he like was, Dave Grohl, so he's kind of a little bit. He kind of does look a little <laughs> bit like Dave Grohl, a little bit. <laughs> Foo Fighter action. You know, I've heard that before. Actually, <laughs> no, but uh, yeah, I was just like, man, this guy looks super familiar the whole time, and I was like, was he an extra on Sons or something? Like, look, he pulled out the Fat Boy and everything. Like, what the fuck? <laughs> oh, I wish that's one of my favorite shows. Hell yeah. Uh, yeah, well, the see, here's the thing. So, like, <clears throat> wait. Uh, understanding your perspective after seeing Rosebud and all that, and then this. So, I again, I think one reason that this movie has kind of a target on it for some people is because it has like a million views and stuff. And again, I don't know how that happened. Um, I'm like, hey, can I toss I, you a couple I, of pieces I, I, of my I, content you posted, and let's just see if they get a million views? Because I'll, I'll tell you what, <laughs> I, I'm going to tell you how it happened for us is because <clears throat> so for the month of July, I was doing. I was calling it camping with search 30. I was doing Friday 13 fan films and 13 fan films. Right. And I would just, those are the first 13. That was one of the first 13 I found. Oh, so wow. I was like, I'm just going to put this on a playlist. So I don't forget which ones are, which I sent it to these guys and we watched them the days that we reviewed them and kind of just went down the list. Wow. That's weird. I think I found that, that playlist a few months ago. Cause, um, I think I might've been looking for fan films. Um, because, you know, I always get someone writing to me eventually and saying something about it and, oh, you should see this other one that, that did this or that, the other thing. They also did Jason Part 2 stuff and all that. So so then I started looking at stuff. And then somehow I just found that playlist uh, that you're talking about. So I did yeah. see that. Um, yeah, I had a bunch of them on there. And I'm like, let me make my own 13 so I don't get yeah. stuff and forget. Yeah, and I was happy to see it on there. I, m- I remember going, wow, I can't believe they put mine there. And, yeah. and the other thing is, like, and then people ask me, so are you rich from this movie? Because it has, like, a million views. And I'm like, well, you know, I <laughs> – so this is going to, like, kill you. So I I probably sacrificed uh, – I don't know how much money a, a million views would get you, but I kind of um, traded off the money to make the movie better by just putting Manfredini's music in it <laughs> and, like, other music in it. So I once I knew I was committing to that, I said, well – I'm not going to be able to make money from this. I can't monetize it with, with copyrighted stuff. And I knew it would flag because I did a few sample videos and uploaded them to see if they would show up, and they did. So I knew I wouldn't get paid for it. But again, I thought it would only get like 327 views. So I never thought a million people would have seen it. So um, so I got nothing out of this movie. Um, just sacrificed. Because I knew that that music would make it so mm-hmm. much better. And and I spent a lot of time um, like picking the exact right music for every scene. Like I would play like 30 different tracks and overlay and just keep watching the scene over until I found the right one for each one. So that that was like a lot of the time spent editing. So I that was like my trade-off. I wasn't going to get any money for this, but at the end, it was a, a product I'd be happier with watching when I'm 65 and saying, yeah, it's better like this. Because having generic music or no music or whatever, it, it would have been, you guys would have hated it a lot more. <laughs> I, I think that music really made you tol- give it a one or a three or whatever you did. I think without the music, I don't think it would have done that. So, and, and the Halloween party music, that was actually Violet's music from part five, which she gets yeah. killed in the bedrooms. So that was a nice little touch. And then 
you know, the the cosplays that they were dressed up as. You had uh, what someone from A Clockwork Orange, I think someone was dressed up as Clockwork Orange. Right. Yep. yep. You had you had the mask on that just mysteriously would come off, come on, come off, and come on. <laughs> that was funny to listen to in the commentary, by the way, because I'm like, wait a minute, I'm watching this the first time. He's in the bedroom, no mask, but he's going to take a shit, and now he's got the mask, back, mask on. back on. Yeah. Back on. I'm like, what's going on? But no, well, no, yeah. it was great. Again, the funny thing with that, again, so, so you realize the context of how not serious this was. So, oh, it's in the other room. Um, so I don't know if you guys are fans of Alice Cooper, but I'm like a big fan of him. So, do you know that like on his shows, he like cuts his head off in the guillotine? Yeah. Okay, so they started selling those heads. So I bought one like three years ago or whatever. So um, I had that mask from like Trick or Treat Studios or, or somewhere. I forgot who made the Alice Cooper mask. So my kill was supposed to be Jason seeing me and then just swiping towards the camera. And then I would roll that Alice Cooper head down my legs. So it would look like my head was cut off. But it would be obviously a colossal joke. Like there's no mm-hmm. way you would think this is real. So it, it was just for a total gag, total goof. And that was the extent of my character i'd like i wasn't gonna do anything in this 10 minute movie so that's why i had that mask on because we were shooting it in the early days and i had to incorporate it again as the movie went on just to have some continuity but it, it held no obviously a major meaning or anything but. so quick question for you seeing how you did this with no true direction or anything like that and just on a whim and it got a million fucking views yeah are you inclined to do something else? Just period? Anything else? Just, you know what I mean? Like any original shit or just another type of remake or fan film that you want to do that you're passionate about? Because not for nothing, man. If you got a million views off of this shit, you can get a million views off of something else. You know what I mean? Yeah, hopefully. I agree. Um, oh, I, thanks. Yeah, I, I would like to um, do shorts. Like, I do want to keep it to the 10, 12 minute thing. And I think I could definitely create like stories like that. And I would definitely actually practice acting and stuff. I wouldn't just like Mm -hmm. look at it and say it this time. And um, I I would try to get like other people to actually care about it and really read their stuff. And, and yeah, so I I would like to do 10 minute shorts and like vignettes or whatever you want to call it. I could get back. I could get behind that. Yeah. You and me both. Send me a script. Yeah. Yeah, right. Oh, it yeah. just seems a lot easier, right? and it seems like um, I feel like I could do even better, obviously, with them than a full blown thing. But, um, but I have written a script a long time ago that disappeared, though. Um, there was a there was a website called horrorbid.com, and um, I I submitted a script for again. It's funny, Friday Thirteenth Part Nine. Um, it it was it was a script where it was all the and this is years ago before this became a common thing. It was a script with all the returning characters who survived and I wrote it in all their voices and, and everybody really liked that. And that was like my first like attempt at a script, but it was like a lot easier because you already had characters to work off of. Like you didn't have to create your own and you could kind of like keep moving on. Like Chris was still messed up and on medication. Tommy was the only one who could like understand her because he also was traumatized and like Amy Steele and, and, and and John Fury were um, they were still a couple, but they were like kind of estranged or whatever. Like it was this whole thing. So I did it. I did make an attempt at writing before, and this was like in two thousand three or something like mm. that that I wrote that. So I definitely think that I could cook up scripts that are like coherent for sure. Yeah, um, 
I definitely didn't do it here. I think this this was just a gap filler, honestly. It was just, let's just say things to explain things and to move to the next scene. And that's it. You know, I, I wish I could have wrote it from beginning to end. I wish I knew I was making a movie, you know. No, I, I, I cause I honestly I would want to see even something shorter that you can do and you know make a little bread off of, get monetized on the videos, <laughs> and then also that you have you know, your direction and your writing to it so that it's the way you actually intend it to be. You know what I mean? Like right. I said, like we said, you know, now knowing that, yo, this was literally off the riff, just like, hey, we're kind of here. Let's just, and it snowballed. All right, cool. But if if you did that with this and got an, that many views for whatever the reason is, now I think if you put something together that's a little bit more structured and a little bit more organized, yeah. acting aside, whatever, you know what I mean? <laughs> there's, there's other points that can still elevate the process of you know i mean your whole the, the goal that you have so i i honestly would love to see something else i would love to see you actually go for it on something and go boom nice you know i i may have ripped you apart don't get me wrong but at the same time like i said like bro i understand the process you know what i mean i i get the situation but at the same time i just i just like fleshed out things i like things that hit kind of on oh, all yeah. cylinders you know what i oh, mean most people do yeah hey you know it's funny P peter anthony wrote me me and him were he, I guess it came out on um, Christmas or something, and like for the next three days, me and him were talking like in in voice uh, messages on Facebook. He he for some reason really liked it. Like he he was really big into 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 Nine Lives, and he was like, "Yeah, I loved how you did this and that, and you homage this and that, and I really like this, and I love how you made it like a home invasion movie, man. Like you don't see that no more, like." Not since part four did Jason enter a person's house, really, mm -hmm. and and mm -hmm. things like that. And he like really liked certain aspects of it. And I think somehow he knew where I was coming from. I'm not really even sure how he knew that at the time, but mm -hmm. and I think he suggested this movie to you guys, right? I, I, I believe. Well, it. <clears throat> no, I just made when I made the list. I found it. Oh, I'm gonna I'm gonna make a joke, and it's only based on other jokes that he's made. It was probably oh, yeah, the Quaaludes. <laughs> it was probably the Quaaludes. No. <laughs> yeah, here he is. He's writing right now. Hell yeah! yeah. What up, Pete? Oh yeah, what's up, man? So yeah, Alex. Yeah, he was. Yeah, it was. It was a fun thing at the time, you know. So I'm not sure if these asked asked before I came on, but I have to ask: What the fuck was Nine Lives? Oh, um, yeah. So when we were coming up with the name for it, so. Um, Oddly enough, nine people were killed, which I didn't even realize. Um, it was uh, the the main girl, the the final girl, was in a cat outfit, and I wanted to like have something with that. And then um, I, I always wanted to make Friday the Thirteenth Part Nine. I always wanted a continuation off of um, Jason Takes Manhattan because I felt that was such a great setup to. Since it's so dumb that he, he turns into an 11-year-old boy again, like, when he drowned, I thought it would be so great that, like, he comes to his senses and he gets on the boat that brings Sean and Rennie back to Crystal Lake. And then he, like, dives out of one of the portals and he, like, dashes off into the woods. And he lives there for the next, like, 20 years or whatever. Because I think that movie took place around, like, 98 or so. And so it would be, like, it would be almost 2020 again. And then he'd be 31 years old or whatever. So then we could return him to human Jason, which people liked more. And then, and then it could be the same story, but back to human. So I always wanted to do that. So um, 
I guess we made that conversation in the garage to get that point across, but I'm not sure people really even picked up on that. But, um, and then I said, well, you know what? Let's make it like, since Friday 13th part nine never happened, it would be like nine lives instead of like switching the word lives and lives the way you say it. So it's like, yeah. so nine lives again or, or, or lives in general. So like there were like multiple reasons to call it nine lives. Um, and those were the three reasons uh, pretty okay. much. Okay. Yeah. I was trying to figure it out for the life of me the entire time. And <laughs> even till the end, I was like, what? I still don't understand the title. <laughs> yeah. The second time I was like, I still don't get the title. I was hoping yeah, the commentary yeah. would have commentated. <laughs> yeah. I guess you couldn't tell she was a cat. You know, it's funny about it. Like, I mean, I saw we... she was a cat, but. Oh, you did? Okay. Yeah. 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 Oh, because yeah, she had the tail, I guess. And, and she just put didn't the ears click. back on. Yeah, it just yeah. didn't click. <laughs> yeah. Well, and that was the and that and that was sort of my homage to Psycho, which Scream did, and I'm sure a ton of people did, where you thought that you were following the uh the nightmare girl through the movie and she'd be the final girl, but all of a sudden she's killed at the drive-in, and then you're like, Oh, well, so what are we doing here? And then pretty much the very next scene, introduction, final girl. Mm. And then and then I thought she'd be easier on the eyes and uh, people wanted a hot chick in the movie. And I did, too. Like, she was always my pick <laughs> for the final girl. Like I said, Alyssa has to be the final girl because she just looks the she looks the part. She just is the right person to really tie this movie together. I don't think <clears throat> I don't think that uh, Annie would be the right final girl. So Alyssa was always my choice. It was never going to be that other girl. So that was that was cool that it worked out. Oh, yeah, that's breaky. Oh, shit. Yeah. Looks, looks, looks like you're shot. invited out, sir. Whoa. Looks like somebody's got a spot for you and a part for you in his movie Laugh. He said, get ready to drive to Connecticut. <laughs> hey, man, let's do it. <laughs> that. that sounds good. Look at that. Make sure you guys put that in the behind the scenes. This was all connected on Surf <laughs> 30. You can even clip this scene right here and put that at the end of the movie. Oh, God. Yeah. No, th this guy's on a roll. Like, even like his stuff his work in vengeance and then the three after like it's just he's just on fire right now and i and even in my review of his movie i said he's the right guy to be doing this stuff and 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 i asked him like so do you have other plans to do like um like uh studio work and all that so he he has he has everything uh he has his ducks in a row let's just say yeah <laughs> nice yeah no we know we know he's been doing his thing we had him on here a couple times over the past couple of weeks Oh yeah, yeah, no, I saw. Yep. He's been doing his. He's been doing his thing. He's been killing it. He's been hurting himself though. I yeah, think we need to a, we, we, he needs to be in like some a big thing of bubble wrap. <laughs> <laughs> big old Cuban in some bubble wrap, so <laughs> he's safe. If he tumbles over, something won't hurt himself. Yeah, yeah, I saw that knee thing. God, oh, yeah. Hope you feel better, dude. Take him out the bubble wrap when it's time for him to shoot a scene and put him back. <laughs> that, that was that was Very just good. to get extra money for the film. That's all that was. It, <laughs> it wasn't real. <laughs> <laughs> They're like, oh man, he's gonna need more time, more money. Just, just let's just give it to him. Poor guy, he's on perks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that didn't look too fun though. Nah, that did not look too fun. So what? Um, another knee. What subgenre would you want to start with doing the shorts? Um, I, w I would like to do like um, a psycho kind of thing because um, that that used to be like my favorite um, franchise. Um, okay. I love one, two, and three. I don't four is like horrible to me, but like one, two, and three. Like three is like one of the greatest psychological 
like uh, explorations I've ever seen. Like it's it's the most um, intimate look or or whatever you, that you'll ever get of of the character of Norman Bates because it was even seen through the eyes of Tony Perkins because he directed it. So like the guy who brought that character to life actually actually showed you the world through his eyes. So I always thought that was really interesting. I mean, there's some aspects about it that aren't amazing, like the soundtrack or whatever, but um, or the score. Uh, it's, it's a little like religious-y. But uh, mm-hmm. other than that, I think that's a, like a great film. The, the leading girl could have been switched out for somebody else, I think. That would have helped. But other than that, yeah, really great movie. And I, I, I always was really into the character of Norman Bates. So I'd probably do like those types of things, like the psychological... Uh, mental case type person you know instead of like i guess he's a slasher but um more straight human yeah not not, yeah yeah not like a that'd be interesting to see a ghost stuff i'd i'd like to do like you know things as simple as like paranormal you know like like what they did is pretty amazing right i mean all you have to do is like bang on a wall and you have like a hundred million dollar movie you know, and like drag things across the room or whatever. So like that, I admire for sure that they, they, um, he put cycle two ahead of one. Yeah. Yeah, man. People do. (laughs) Um, so yeah, that, that stuff is admirable. And I feel like that's always something you could always do too. You could always do a a good ghost story or whatever, you know? Yeah. Yeah. That'd be interesting. And I like how you said like going with shorts, because sometimes you can tell a great story in 10 to 12 minutes. Yeah. 10 to 12 minutes, you said what you got to say. And those type, of, those type of shorts, the thing that gets me mad about the ones that are so good is because you want more. Right. You know, this person only does shorts. But you're just like, I got to see more of their stuff. Yeah, I, I probably would have been a good person to have, like, in those VHS movies, you know, where you just do, like, a segment mm-hmm. <laughs> of something like that. Like, I, I would love to have done something like that and just put all my thoughts and time and energy and, like, anything anything I'm capable of, I could have condensed it into, like, 15 or whatever minutes and – that's kind of like editing yourself, you know? Um, I think the, the, the one thing that it, it worked on some level with Nine Lives is that um, it wasn't bloated in any sense that, like, um, I kind of had to keep creating certain scenes, so none of them were filler exactly. Um, so it, it, it didn't feel like I was just adding time to the movie. You know, that yeah. was not deliberate. So, like... All that time kind of had to be there to to round it out in any way, you know what I mean? Hmm. I, I like that. Uh, I like that you're going. You'd want to go in a different route than just like regular slasher, going with the kind of paranormal or psychotic slash paranormal, but more more of a mind fuck than a Friday the Thirteenth film would be. Yeah, I mean, listen, I would do another Friday, but it's it's not like um, that's all I'm interested in. Yeah, I would do other stuff for sure. Now, is, is that your favorite um, franchise? Yeah, pound for pound, I would say uh, Friday would top them, top them off. Um, uh, I guess beyond that, it would be like um, Psycho. Um, believe it or not, Sleepaway Camp. Um, I'm, I'm really into those. <laughs> Even like part two and three, I think those are really cool. Um, I, I like Child's Play. Like I'm, I'm into it. And I'm into it when I watch it, but I don't think about it too much when I'm not watching it. So I can't say it's like a huge part of my life or anything, but I like those. Um, Nightmare on Elm Streets are, are weird because like I only like three of them and there's like so many, <laughs> you know, so I don't know. So which three? 
Uh, just the first three is yep. the only ones I like, yeah. I, like, I like two the most, and then one, and then three. Wow. You know, the more and more I deal with people that are actually, like, horror, horror fans, they love fucking two. I've oh, yeah. always hated two. I'm like... It's the last one that was, like, serious. Scary. I guess you could say scary. Yeah. Yeah. Sure it's not Halloween 5 or 6? Because I thought those were your favorites. Oh, yeah. You heard that podcast? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no. I think Halloween 5 is, like, the worst movie ever made. And, like, I, I get into that plenty of times on my podcast. <laughs> Funny. Oh, so you have yours. I have mine. Blood Lake. Okay. <laughs> and it's... It'll give Halloween a run for its money. I'll tell you that. Or Halloween Five a run for its money. I'm gonna I'm gonna have to give two a watch again because I just I for some reason have always hated Jesse. I've always hated oh, fucking wow. Jesse. I feel like Jesse was the worst part of that movie. I was like, he's such a ninny. Then he's whiny, and then he's, he wants to like he doesn't know like is this dude a dude? What the fuck? Like I'm trying to figure out like what's going on here. They made him so like pacified and like uh, feminine at times that I was like. I guess maybe that was the goal a little bit because it helps Freddy kind of fuck with him a little bit more. You know what I mean? But right. I, he can't be a strong character. Right. I mean, yeah, I, I, it would be kind of cool if they did a remake of it mm-hmm. and they did have a stronger masculine character who's fighting kind of because it's kind of a duality fight like people normally go through with their own personal demons. You know what I mean? Type shit. Right. right. I think that'd be kind of cool. Yeah. I mean, there's a lot of routes you could take. Freddy's the one thing. Freddy's the... What's fascinating about Freddy to me is that with him, like, the sky's the limit mm. in what you can do with him. And it's just a shame that that they did what they did. Like, especially during Robert England's run. Like, now you got to get a guy who looks like him, who could act like him, who could do whatever. Because people just want that. They don't want anybody mm. else playing Freddy. So... It's a shame that even in the 80s, during the most creative time in the world, it seems, um, you guys really had nothing. Like, part four is just like a lame version of part three. Part five is, like, atrocious. And then six is laughable. And then seven is, like, you know, there are times it comes off as, like, a smart movie. But I don't know. Then it it kind of falls into its old same traps again. Like, the issues that were kind of, like, plaguing it since four. Are, are still in seven and then and then they just gave up and remade it and then that's that so you know that's why, that's why i'm pretty confident with jason blum i think if he gets his hands like he wants to on the nightmare franchise i think he can he could do something he's got a pretty good record with horror movies so yeah yeah those shorts you showed me deadpool made by what was it chris Faffarelli or real there you go bro I'm telling you, had my skin crawling with just like how much I wanted to beat the shit out of that guy playing Fred Krueger, bro. <laughs> oh my god! Like I was so oh this motherfucker. Like you know what I mean? <laughs> I gotta see this. Yeah, hell yeah. Now that's a losing battle because that the problem is that Freddie had personality and a voice and a face, like. That's the beauty of all these other guys. I mean, you could always recreate a Chucky doll. You could always put a scream mask on, a hockey mask on, a leather face mask on. Like, this will always work. Um, Freddy, now you had your you had your run, and that's it. <laughs> that's the problem. Yeah, it's, <laughs> and it's, it's a shame because now with the in the world of CGI, like just imagine what you could really do, right? Like, yeah. Gosh, yeah. Huh. 
Yeah, that is yeah. that is interesting with that because I mean Robert the only one that played Freddy like you were saying before besides the remake, and Jason had so many different people playing him just up until part what seven part yeah. seven being hotter player from seven to ten. Other than that, it was different people, which is which is dope. Once you think about it and look back at it, because then if you were to see a reboot, which we did see, you weren't as mad nah. as with the Freddy one, as far as the how Jason was in that. Yeah, I got a funny story about that, actually. Um, like around 2004, I met Kane Hodder. Uh, I already met him in like, uh, oh, I'm sorry, no. I met him in like five. And then I, I saw him again in like eight. And so I was going up to his table because my buddy was meeting him for the first time. And I felt this is my opportunity to talk a little bit more since I already met him. Now I could just say something else besides, wow, hey, I love you, whatever. Mm-hmm. So so I talked to him about the, the oh, no, how to be 2009. So I talked to him about the remake. And uh, he goes, yeah, I should have um, I should have been in that in that movie as, as Jason. And I go, oh, really? Do you really think you should have been in it? <laughs> and then now when I was saying that as a, 29 year old kid all i was saying was like why do you think you should have been in it because this is supposed to be a new thing it's not there's nothing to do with those old movies this is like a fresh new take on it so he he just looked up at me like like really angry when i said that and i was like oh no i'm, I'm just saying like like why do you think you should have been in it <laughs> so like i couldn't get out of it like i i guess the way i said oh you really think you should have been in it i think I don't know. It must, have, it must have sounded bad. So then he goes to the guy. He goes, hey, so let's take a picture. And then he goes, he does this back when he was allowed to choke people. And then he goes, uh, now let's, your friend, you got to get a picture. I was like, oh, no, I got one um, a couple of years ago. He goes, that's ah, fine. Come on. And I was like, okay. <laughs> so then I walk over to him. I swear to God, he, he squeezed my neck so hard. I was like, all right, I think you got it. I was like, I didn't blink. Let's go. We're done. Dude, I thought I was going to pass out. He did a real choke on me just because he was so mad that I was surprised that he thought he should have been in that movie. <laughs> he, just, he just proved why. He, that's all. He goes, because yeah. nobody else is going to choke anybody like this. <laughs> so he probably choked me harder than the person who, who did the lawsuit or whatever, which made him stop choking people. Uh, so go to that person who did the lawsuit. You messed it up for a lot of fans. Bro, oh, yeah. That's just like the people don't get choked. It's a request. Don't get choked. <laughs> now when Chris meets Kane Hodder, you can't get choked. This is this, this is the bullshit. This is the reason why I can't get a supersized fry drink no more. You know what I'm saying? This is why they had to label cups hot, even though you just fucking ordered a hot a coffee hot or tea. tea. People are fucking stupid with that shit. Like you, you have to put a label on your Keurig. It says, "Please remove sticker. Beware, may be hot after using." <laughs> Take child out of the shirt before washing it. It's like, wait, you killed two birds with one stone. Now there's no bath. <laughs> Where did these idiot instructions come from? Like, when did this shit start? Oh, I believe it. 
No, I, I know it's out there. I'm just saying, like, when did these stupid? No, no. I mean, start? I mean, if you scroll on Instagram long enough, you'll see there's enough stupid people that yeah, I, I can see why they do it. <laughs> I guess. I guess that's the curse of social media. There was always stupid ass people, but you just didn't know about it. You only knew about like six of them, and that was it. And your whole town, or even like all people you do in the world, you only knew about six of them. Right. Maybe not even first. It could be just some people you know on TV. Now it's like six shit. every hour. Yeah. <laughs> Six thousand. Oh, now, now they all got phones and cameras, and they're all going viral on TikTok, except for my ass. <laughs> doing some stupid shit. Like, I'm telling you, I got to start hitting myself in the head with some frying pans or something. I guess get somebody to walk up behind me and just clack. So, so to get back to Nine Lives, I know we're just talking about Freddy. I think one of the cool things about the movie was the nightmare sequences. With, oh yeah, with, with with Annie, with yourself, because that just kind of just added a different layer of of suspense, horror, grief, psychological, all that. I mean, it was just a nice little touch. I'm still <laughs> mad that Annie got killed off soon. It's in my notes that I'm kind of mad Annie got killed off so quickly. <laughs> so you didn't like the I, I, you didn't like the psycho switch then? <laughs> I thought she no, I thought she was gonna make it to the end. I I had that feeling. I did. I'm not mad about it, but. I kind of grew on any kind of grew on me throughout the whole movie. So I mean, the yeah. sequences, the nightmare sequences were cool. I think she was a little surprised too. Her eyes popped out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, that, that took something so stupid, took so many takes because Steve had to hold her just so we could see her feet dangling, which we could have rigged other ways that he wouldn't have had to do that, but we were in the middle of the woods, whatever. So I kept dropping those eyes and they would not stay in frame. And I'm not going to, like, follow them with a camera. So so I kept – I had to drop those about 11 or 12 times. And they it still rolled out of frame. And just the one stayed. So I was like, let's go. Cut and roll. Let's move on. You know, like – I'm going to fix that for you. You just said he – that shot was not 11 or 12 times. It was 13 times, guys. That's what he meant to say. 13 times, <laughs> 13 times one would work right. Exactly. Yeah, just like that one shot where um, Jason, like, busted through the window, um, sort of. Uh, that took so many times because everybody had to be in the right time and sync up right to the window. And that, like, little things like that I put, mm-hmm. like, real, I guess, effort into, I guess, if you want to say. But um, generally, like, yeah, no, one, two takes. That was it. As long as I got it and it turned out whatever, it got the point across, we just moved on to the next thing just so we could finish this. Um, but, but thanks. Yeah. The, the nightmare suite, uh, sequences, those were just, um, I hope I don't take the mystique away from you, but those were just born out of, um, I, well, we should do more, we should do a bunch of chase scenes, but, but where would they go? Like there's like, once we, once he chases her here, what are we going to do at that point? Or once he does this, or once he kicks the door and it comes at her, what am I supposed to do? Kill her? So I was like, so let's just have it. So she's just like dreaming this stuff. And then we ran out of scenes with Annie. So then I had to make believe I did it, you know? And, and that was like another example of like filling in gaps. Like, again, that's why I'm being filmed again to fill in. Well, we have this cool scene where he kicks the door in and, and all this stuff. And we chased around that abandoned thing. So somebody's someone has to dream it. And I'm not going to call them down from two hours. So yeah, let's go. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Hey, I respect it though. I respect it. <laughs> and I mean, it makes sense. Like, oh, listen, I want to get this shit done. This shit needs to get done. So, uh, That's you it. guys that live five minutes away, let's go. Come on. 
Oh, God, I wish they did. Man, it would have been so... I think it would have been such a better movie if they lived close. God, yeah. Nah. It's... Hey, man. The nah. shorts, though. Nah. Me, me and Sturdy tried a couple little things. It doesn't get any better just because we're in proximity. <laughs> <laughs> I, mean, I guess I guess if they were... I guess... What are you saying, though? Is if they live closer to where it was five minutes instead of two hours. Like yeah, that they can do play. more shoots and stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A hell of a lot more shoots and then maybe even have time to take it a little more like we could actually take this a little more serious yeah have, i mean yeah. we're damn near neighbors so we don't have to right. rush into this right right, right. <laughs> and then maybe we can sit down and like cook up stories you know yeah like seriously that. even with even with little to no budget i will say this the jason shoot should have been dirty i know um <laughs> uh i thought about that oh i i remember what i thought to to be lazy even though i could have just rubbed it in dirt um I think what I thought was, well, it, it kind of looked like this in part three, so let's just go with it. Because <laughs> mm. part three was off the clothesline that Edna just washed Harold's mm. clothes. So they were clean. So I was like, well, now it looks like part three. No one's going to complain about that. <laughs> and meanwhile, everyone's like, what the hell is this? And you're not the first person <laughs> to say that, believe me. <laughs> it's, it's one of those things, though, because you did pick like a specific movie. And if, if you did like Slasher Man, had the same exact story, It'd get a different vibe, a different feel for it. Say same story, different mask, of course, not the Jason thing, but right. But because it's Friday the Thirteenth, and then as a fans and people that are got more of a diehard fan than I am, oh, like, yeah. out every single freaking everything about the damn movies. I don't have time for all that shit. As much yeah. as I love it, and I have a bad memory when it comes to that. I, mean, I don't remember all that shit. But oh, I forgot my fucking point. <laughs> Oh, that that an audience who's watching it and they're knowing it's their favorite stuff, they're going to yeah. be more critical on it than exactly. if it was just a generic thing. Yeah. If it was just a generic slasher, it, I think it would be taken different. But yeah. again, people watch the film first and then go back and watch the commentary. And you'll understand why things happen the way they did. And you'll appreciate it more. I'm not saying you'll love it because you, you may not love it. I do like it a little bit more. I will say that. But... And oh, it was nice. way better than a couple of the last. There was like one or two that we watched that I was just like, oh my god, there's nothing I can do with. Oh, good. <laughs> there you go. I'm not. I'm not at the bottom of the pond. No, you're not. I do. I do got to give you and your wife credit though, because not only were you guys acting and you were editing, but you guys were both like her shots of her filming. Like she looks like a pro. Like some of those, some of those takes that she got and the, the sh- just looked oh, yeah. amazing. Like she did yeah, such the a great job. Stuff. Yeah, yeah, she shot all the camp work. Yeah, um, yeah, she she captured that cool stand by me moment in front of the lake. Um, she got us walking, coming to the to the camera, talking about how the neighborhood talks about a boy beast running around, and then pans across to the the cat. And that's the other thing that you learn in filmmaking. Like, um, what I really didn't know, which I'm so mad at. One thing I do not like about the movie is that. When you pan across and it's digital or whatever, um, it does that jumpy thing. So I found out somebody talked to me about that. They go, hey, you know why that's happening? Because your frame rate was too low. Mm-hmm. So if you're if you're ever doing panning again in the future, um, increase it like double whatever it was. Um, I don't even know what it was. I think I think when I um, edited it, I looked up online what a normal movie's frame rate is. Because I wanted it to look like a real movie, and I felt that if I slow down the frame rate to like what it is in real movies, it'll it'll look more like a normal movie. So, but I don't think that has any bearing on the actual filming of it. So, mm-hmm. 
So it still would have looked good even if I did that, if I had a faster frame rate when I was filming and doing the pan shots. Unfortunately, I did not know that. So um, that, that is one bummer about it. That I... But what I can say and what I respect, and I do say this on the podcast a lot, is you did something and you put it out there. Mm-hmm. No matter what people think about it, you put it out there. You should be very proud of it, for one. And then on top of that, it's going to inspire other people. I'd be like, okay, he put this out here. But then they'll see your other content when you're doing these shorts consistently. You're putting them like, okay, so he started from this. And now, wow, this is some really, really cool shit. These are some really cool shorts. I would love to see these in a full-length film or full-length. Maybe I can – because maybe <clears throat> if even if it's something where it's like, okay, I wouldn't mind being a part of this, attached to this. But I'd rather, you know, say, say Chris is someone who does film. Right. Awesome writer or whatever. He contacts you like, hey, let's let's connect on your short and do something more, and that's a I'm, I could see that being a possibility down the road. I think it would be something dope. But I'd like know. to see more of your work. Oh, I think he froze. Yeah. Oh, he's back. Oh, am I froze? No, you're no, good. you're good now. Oh, you're, you're good now for like <laughs> five seconds. <laughs> oh, thanks. Yeah, yeah I, w- I would. I would definitely like to do that. I talked about it the other day. Yeah. And and that's one of those things, right? Sorry. I said, and that's one of those things because honestly, you can get the reaction of, oh, this is garbage. You know, you what you wasted your time to stand a third, or, you know, I can do better, and that's fine. But we all know that 90% of motherfuckers who say that ain't doing shit. They're not going to do anything. You know what I mean? They ain't doing nothing either way. So you talk all the shit you want because we already know <laughs> not, you ain't even going to pick not, up the phone that's in your pocket to at least attempt. Not, not only that, but I don't think people will, because I'm not going to say we weren't nice about this film, guys. We were pretty brutal. We weren't disrespectful, though. That's the thing. We weren't, like, disrespectful. Yeah, you kept saying nice things like um, um, I, I give credit for the process and things like that. Yeah, because and... they actually went out there and did it. They actually went out there and tried it. And more importantly, they did it. They tried it, and they threw it out there for the world to see. Like, because they could have they did it and just put it up on YouTube but kept it private just for them to see, and that's it. <laughs> And just just say, hey, we just shot a movie, and maybe they're proud of it, maybe they're not, but hey, we could just say, hey, but they're just like, you know, fuck it, let's put it out to the world. And again, as you were saying with your people who listen to your podcast, they understand it right. a lot more. They go oh, yeah, the- they, they love it because they know that, you know, they know I'm just that guy from the show, and, and they know yeah. what I was doing. Yeah, yeah, so they all thought it was great. You know, that's, that's the thing, though. That's how it is. Like, all your friends and family think it's great. You know what I mean? Like, every single family member we show this to, they're like, wow. And and friends, they're like, "Wow, that was really good." And you know, you sit there and you're like, "Yeah, I know where you're coming from, though." You're just, what else yeah. are you gonna say? You know, so so like, you know, it's not like a real critique or anything. Like, they're not really gonna tell you anything. Um, but I think it's different for your podcast fans because you have that certain fandom where they're just gonna watch it because you you're a part <laughs> of it or because you did it, right. and they're gonna they may enjoy it because of that reason. Then, of course, because the dope thing about podcasting is people get to actually like get to know you in a way, even though you're safe, you're just reviewing films and doing interviews and stuff. They still get to know you, get to know your personality and all that stuff. So it's like, Oh wow. He did a movie. Or, oh wow. He's like, now I got to go check this out. And I can kind of see it. The personality kind of kicks off in this movie, this, that, and the third. So I can see why if your podcast fans enjoy it and love it because it, it makes sense. It makes sense. Cause you're so used to those personalities or whatever the case may right. be. And it's like, okay, now. And that humor or the sar- sarcasm in the movie yeah. or whatever. So, so like um yeah they they're they're totally down they um they thought nothing of it you know they under, they know where it's coming from and and everybody's cool with it and I, I think it you gotta remember too like they've known me for eight years mm. so like it ain't like 
they're they just heard four shows they mm-hmm. they heard 160 or whatever so like so like watching that movie it's a totally different context and they know yeah. it's with a phone i'm sure i i think i talked about it before you know we even did it um things like that so it, it was totally in context for them so it was a lot easier to swallow for you guys you're thinking that i'm joining the ranks of these like heavy hitters with fifty thousand, seventy-five thousand dollars or making these movies and all of a sudden you got nine lives and it's like what the hell is this so yeah it comes off terrible i'm sure but um for for what it is yeah like i said i'm happy with it uh i'm just listen i'm just happy i actually didn't hit my head on that tree stump (laughs) or or get death spiked with the little rake right oh god yeah dude he and i don't even know why i let him do that because Number one, when he was doing that, he was actually choking me for real. And I was like, Jeez. dude, I was like, what are you doing? No one knows how hard you're holding. You got to stop. I was like, this really hurts. And then and then he was doing the thing. And I can't believe that under that mask that I let him even get that close to me, which is insane. Um, we could have easily hid that by um, my head could have been here and he could have been here. Because yeah. who would know? Because there was a couch arm in front of it. Yeah. Like, I'm not even sure what we were thinking at the time. I think we just wanted to get it done. That was like the last night of shooting. Ah. Yeah. If you want to know that inside information, like, um, everything from besides Alyssa dancing with her boyfriend, everything else with Alyssa was done in one night. And it was all the last night. Oh, wow. Yeah. So, so the other, um, like, complaint is the ending should have been better because you had that music playing and normally we all know that jason should jump out or something on on a cue of of the music that you chose from part one um the answer to that is pretty simple and i think i I talked about in the commentary everybody was totally burned out and they were done steve and jody showed up honestly three and a half hours late that night and we were supposed to start shooting as soon as the sun went down. And instead it was three hours after it went down. And mm. we were, it was like one in the morning or something by the time I'm filming Alyssa drive away. So nobody wanted anything to do with the movie at that point. Like, <laughs> like, honestly, like her walking out, like that was all filmed in sequence too. Like everything from every single thing was in sequence, honestly, her whole chase. And, and even to her driving away, that was exactly the last shot. Um, and the, the only thing I would have liked to do is when she turns the corner, Michael Myers could have been standing there since the movie took place on Halloween. And then you just get that reaction where the camera just shoots up to her eyes, like the surprised eyes or whatever. And mm-hmm. kind of an homage to Sleepaway Camp uh, 3 or 2. two. Um, so that would have been a nice ending. But I think I said in the commentary, the next day, it, there was like two to three feet of snow on the ground Jeez. and we already had a release date for Christmas, which I already hyped up. So um, there was no reshooting to be done or any additions to be done at that point. Mm. And, and I knew if I didn't make a, a definite like release date that I would never get the movie done. So I just edited that movie every day at work. Like whenever we weren't working, I was just on my MacBook, just editing the movie. And then I would put it down and start working and go back to it and edit again. And so, so like, um, one guy said he didn't like the editing I did. So I think again, if, if I had like real time and I was able to stay in my headspace the entire editing process, it probably would have been a little, it would have hit better beats, I guess. But, um, 
doing it the way I did it, like between working and living and doing other stuff yeah. and rushing to get this done on Christmas, I'm sure that hurt um, my pays oh, yeah. in or something, you know? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Do you, do you think a couple of shots? Yeah, you're good. Go ahead. Sorry. Oh, sorry. I was just going to say, do you think the possibility of shooting an alternate ending to the movie and then leading into a new project would be something you'd be willing to do? That would be cool. That. Yeah. That'd be cool if I like just took the footage of her driving around and then shot the Michael thing, and then she still looks the same, so we could just have her new reaction as if it was that night. And um, and then it would lead into the next movie. That, that'd be cool. That'd be an interesting connection with your films. Just at the end of the movie, it doesn't even have to be the same character. Someone just drives off, and that's when we start with them driving into that scene, and then maybe they get taken out early, and yeah. the story goes on to a whole different, complete, complete different story of what they were involved in. Yeah, that'd be cool. That'd be never but seen the, that. That girl's way into horror, though. That Alyssa, so she loves it. She loves this stuff. Like every one of my birthdays and Christmas, she always buys me horror stuff. Like all the time. That's amazing. Uh, yeah, all the time. So she's way into it. Uh, we we watched all the new Halloweens together. Like we've done all that stuff. Um, so she would love to be in more of them, and and I'm sure people would like to have her. So yeah. Hell yeah, well, shit. Put her in more just, your things and bring her on next time. Definitely yeah. watch it. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> This was a this was a good time. Yeah, about yeah. Things. Thanks a lot, guys, for uh, having me on. Well, sh- yeah. I I gotta thank you for coming on because what what I respect, what I appreciate is again you were listening to the original episode and how I I invited you on. I was being dead serious in the original episode of it. And you were, your comment was, "Hey, I know you guys didn't like my film. If you watched the podcast, you would understand it more." But it was like nothing like "fuck you guys, you didn't like it." Blah blah. Like some people get all pissy about it and take instead of trying to have a conversation and all this stuff and have some fun about it. No, I could tell you weren't like bad guys or anything. Like, you can always like kind of see, even if they're saying bad things, you could tell someone's not a bad person. So like, yeah. I didn't, I didn't think of it like that. I just thought, yeah, well, what do you expect them to say? So, so I thought at least giving you um, perspective um, would help. And then uh, it would just be a fun time in general, you know? Oh, hell yeah. Hell yeah. And now you have, Three people that want to see more of your work. Definitely <laughs> want to see these shorts. Thanks. <laughs> and um, where'd you say you're in Jersey? Yeah. Well, I mean, nice. there's a time where we have some free time. We can shoot something in a few days. Send the script. <laughs> <laughs> well, that, that's what I did. Um, and you said, yeah, the other great thing you guys were like, what the hell is Vicky from Friday <laughs> 2 doing in here? So, so I guess I hopefully you heard the commentary and that shed yeah. light on that. Like, she just yeah. she liked that little part two thing and she was like, Man, I would love to be in that movie. And I was like, Wow, oh, really? I would even love to do something like that. I, shit, right. Just, you know, listen, just here's five minutes. If you guys are together, just do this for me and send it back. Make it right. as clean as you can and send it back. Okay, we could do that. Yeah. That'd be yeah. fun too. Yeah. Hey, listen, that was a huge honor. Like, I get to say I had Vicky from part two in my movie. Like, that's dope. That's super. That's dope. the coolest thing in the world. Like, I, I was just happy to interview a lot of them. Like, I must have interviewed like 10 or 15 people from Friday 13th. So, like, I, I'm i happy just to do that. Like, I interviewed Ted nice. White, honestly. Awesome. So, that was like one of my first interviews, Ted White. So, like, now think of how much more meaning that has. Mm-hmm. Hell that yeah. I cool. I have something captured that was nobody will ever have again. So that like that's such an honor, you know. No, that's dope. That's really really dope. Yeah, absolutely. And again, people, go check it out. Seriously, check out the movie first, and then check out the movie with the commentary, and see what you think. 
I got, yeah. one, I got, I got one last don't, question now. Don't be trolls, though. Don't be the, the corny trolls that are just saying this sucks with no reason. If you don't like it, say why. That's and then be good. able to and then be able to reply to his response or whatever. Or don't. But don't be trolls. That's the soft ass shit. One last question. Um, how's the machete? Because that, I mean, it was a signed Steve Dash machete. Oh, you yeah. must, you know, make sure it's okay. I oh, was yeah, like, oh my beautiful. god. <laughs> oh yeah, that's nice. Right. That's beautiful. That's beautiful. Nice. It's it's funny because I had to use that for like um, a moment in the film, and then then we immediately said, so that's never going to happen again. And then we <laughs> we went and bought a machete for all the rest of the stuff, which yeah. is uh, somewhere yeah. back here. I don't know. <laughs> nice. Yeah. Did you guys all sign that machete? No. No. Oh, that, that, you should do that. Seriously. Just listen, next time you guys all hey, every time one of them comes over, listen, I need you to sign this machete. <laughs> Why? Because we were in this film together. Uh, no, another part of the budget, um, as gifts, I bought everybody things to say thank you for being in the movie. So I think I spent like 300 bucks in gifts for all those people. Nice. Uh, so, so I guess that's the budget, if you want to call it that. Hey, something. <laughs> It's yes. something that that's that's interesting. That's interesting because we usually with indie with film in general, usually people have an idea, they have a plan ahead of time, not just <laughs> on the trip and come up with the idea. For the most part, I'm saying. I I hope everybody has always an idea before they do a movie. But no, but I actually I I do and I don't. And the reason why I say I don't is because you have the ones that are just like, and I could fall in this category. I want to do a movie or even shoot do a short. And instead of like just trying to waste time thinking it out, thinking it out, and just not, you guys just did it. I mean, I know it was a longer film, but you guys just did it. So I, re- I definitely respect that. I think, I think that's a cool. I think it's a cool thing to do, just to at least get your foot wet, just to get something out there, and maybe just to, maybe just to kind of challenge yourself in a way of like, okay, I'll put this out there. Maybe I'll get three hundred likes, and you end up getting a million. But it's like, okay, now let me see what the people are saying. Yeah. Now let me. Oh, even the, the the comments are positive for some reason on there. It's weird. It's like the people who take the time to write to you are are usually writing something nice. That's good. <laughs> like it has like eight thousand likes. Nice. I think, and and positive comments, um, which I thought was really weird. I just didn't expect that because I thought my podcast people would like it, but I thought. Well, let me just put it out there for everybody on the channel in general, just in case somebody searches like fan film and then more people go watch it and then it'll be worth more of my time, you know, and then, um, then there you go. But I think I messed something up. Like I messed something up in my search engine or something because I had a million likes in the, of a million views in the first year. And then, then I released the commentary exactly a year later on that same channel and I think um, I like reused the details or something. Oh. And ever since I did that, it's only gotten seventy thousand views in in almost two years. So I realized I messed something up. I must have messed up the search engine, or people are confused, or whatever. Yeah. So I eventually made that commentary private, and then I added it in the description of the real movie. Oh, nice. So I hoped that would uh, make a difference, but um, it hasn't um, picked back up. I don't know what happened. I messed something up. Yeah, so. Maybe us talking about it will get a few more eyes on it. Hopefully. Yeah. Hopefully, yeah. Old-fashioned old word of the mouth. We're just using technology to do it. 
<laughs> that's all. That's yeah. all. <clears throat> but is there anything you would like to say to the lovely people before we get on out of here? Or let them know where they can find you, which all the links are in the description, people. Every single one of our links. Yeah, thanks for that. Um, yeah, thanks uh, for for listening to these guys' show and 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 listening to the um, part two of their nine lives uh, thing. And uh, if you're still here at this point, thanks for taking that much of an interest in it. Um, if uh, I've been doing a podcast since um, April 2, 2012, called The Skeleton Crew. Um, nice. Yeah, that's uh, that's uploaded to most podcast feeds. Um, Podbean, I, know, I think it's on Spotify, the iTunes podcast. Um, some of our stuff is on YouTube. That's just like our, our subsidiary stuff that we just post just to get a couple more views. It's not... Most people don't go there for our show, um, but it's on YouTube if you want to just do that. Um, and uh, I also do another horror podcast called uh, Banana Laser. <laughs> it's a funny name, but it's a horror podcast. I'm on there, too. Um, it's not active right now, but it's uh, a lot of great stuff. You would love because I joined the show later on. You would love their Halloween retrospective. So hmm. definitely check that out. It's so good. Um, it's so good that I took all of it and I, I, I edited out like hours out of the entire thing because it was like 10 hours long. I made it like seven. And then I, um, with the guy who made it originally, we added a bunch of clips in it and like polished it up, remastered it and re-released it. And it's like just a great thing for people nice. to listen to if you're a Halloween fan. Yeah. Nice. Um, and um <clears throat> I guess our big Friday, uh, our big Friday Thirteenth stuff. Um, if that's what you're into, for uh, Skeleton Crew is like I interviewed Carol Logatel, Ted White, Ron Milky, um, um, the guy from Part Two, um, Scott, um, Adrian King, uh, uh, a couple other people. Uh, it's not. Oh, I, uh, Demon from Part Five. Um, Trying to think of other things that you guys might like. I know we did a Halloween versus Friday the Thirteenth battle to see what was the better franchise, which um, <laughs> I know. Uh, it was. Did you hear the whole thing? I, I listened to it, and I mean, you guys had some valid points, but I'm still kind of like everyone shitting on Kane Hodder's Jason. I'm like, whoa, <laughs> hot take. Yeah, <laughs> I, I, I just mean, said I like him, but he's not my favorite. Yeah, I like yeah, him. Yeah, yeah. He's my favorite zombie, Jason, for sure. But the way you guys battled the movies and, and, and voted, that was, I mean, the pair, the pairings were great. So check out the pairings because the, 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 the case for each movie made for great conversations, all I'm going to say. Anyone yeah. to check it out. <clears throat> yeah, definitely go check it out, people. Definitely go check it out. Check out the podcast. And Banana Laser, where did you guys come up with that name? Uh, that's, a, yeah, Matt came up with that. He's... He's like um, he's like an offbeat kind of guy. Um, don't get me wrong; you'd love his humor, but but he also has that like non-conventional humor. So mm -hmm. he he would just he would he's the kind of guy who would just make a name that makes no sense, and it would not lead to make you think you're listen you're going to listen to a horror podcast. <laughs> like he just he just didn't care about that kind of thing. Um, mine was more conventional. I the way we came up with skeleton crew is that um, when me and the guy were thinking of making a show, I said, yeah, you know what we should do? We should have like a banner where like, uh, like we're in a dungeon and like, we should make ourselves like skeletons and like we're in front of microphones. And he's like, yeah. 
and we could call it the skeleton crew. Nice. I was like, I was like, yeah, yeah, let's do that. There you <laughs> and go. then there, there you go. There you go. Simple enough. Simple yeah. enough. I like it. I like it. Yeah. <clears throat> but again, guys, make sure you go follow Alex everywhere on social media, not in real life, because that's stalking. <laughs> <laughs> um, go check out Worst Damn Gamer. His links are in the description. Dadpool, his links are also in the description. And you can also go to horrorresearch30.com. Don't forget to check us out on Popcorn and Pints. I'll see you in nightmares, everybody. Have a great night. Peace.